This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome in to Bink at Night, Jay Binkley, with uh, Nolan. Producing the operation. Good evening to you, Nolan. How you doing, sir? We're doing great. We got a full lineup of Chiefs stuff all weekend, man. We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Chiefs tonight. We'll do Chiefs tomorrow. I'm doing a 10 to 2 tomorrow. Back to talking Chiefs with you. The people, Sunday, we'll get shows all day. We got Kristen O'Sero followed by uh, Dusty and, uh, and Nick Schwartz leading you into Chiefs pregame. Post game, I'll be back for that. So, a lot of things going on. Andy Reid gives the updates on injuries heading into the game. Okay. Um, uh, other than Fenton, um, everybody else practiced. Um, and Willie was part of that. I know that's where we're going to go here somewhere, but it, it's you don't have to. Uh, he's going to play. He was at practice. Um, so, there you go. The Chiefs injury report with Andy Reid. Clyde. Practice today. Darrell Williams is still questionable. Rashad Fenton questionable. And then uh, Clyde at practice all week. Full participant at practice today. Willie Gay will play on Sunday. So there you have that. Here's Reed uh, just talking about CEH for just a second. Yeah, I haven't met with Rick after this practice yet. So I'm out. I'll get with him. I, you know, I felt comfortable with him practicing today, and he did practice, you know, full speed and all that. So, um, but listen, I. I'm still re- recovering from telling you guys he was going to play last week, so I'm not going to say anything until you know, the fish is in the boat. Bloodline, it doesn't matter 100% if Clyde plays or not. I mean, they're doing it with the committee. It was McKinnon stepping up into that role last week. 142 yards from scrimmage was absolutely perfect. But you guys remember last Friday? Because last Friday we were introducing Il Patron, the beer release party, out at Cinderblock. And Chris Jones had jumped up to the mic and – Oh, man. That was Chris Jones last week. So that was Chris Jones last week. Today, Chris Jones spoke as well. I think this started to be a superstition type thing. If Chris Jones talks, Chiefs win that week. And here was Chris Jones today. Hey, Chris. Uh, same question for me this week as last week, but the crowd always seemed to help you guys last week. What's your message to the, to the crowd this Let's week? Let's go! You know my message. Um, I got to give a huge shout-out to the crowd, um, Chiefs fans. Um uh, you guys were ecstatic. I love you guys. Uh, can't wait to see you guys. I'm super excited. Um, we're back in Chiefs Kingdom. I got to watch my language. I don't want to get fined, but I love you guys. Let's go. Stack Mason. Hell! Woo! Let's go, Chiefs fans. 
So Chiefs, Chris Jones trying to get everybody fired up. Didn't play in the first meeting, remember? There was no Chris Jones. Really brings that viability to the last game of week five when Chris Jones didn't play, Shavarius Ward didn't play. Oh, guess what? For the Buffalo Bills, Tredavious White, their best corner, did play. He was a selection when the Chiefs traded to get Patrick Mahomes. He's been a great player, but he hadn't been playing since as he's on the IR. So a lot of things have changed from that week five matchups with the Chiefs and the Bills. We'll get into that in just a second. But to me, this game is about taking steps for the Buffalo Bills. And it's for the Chiefs to stick stiff arm. Stiff arm the Buffalo Bills. Hey, man, what you had was a cute season. But we're the Kansas City Chiefs. This is what the Chiefs need to do, assert their dominance on the Buffalo Bills. And I know watching them last Saturday was a little bit scary. New England Patriots rolled over and played dead, as they've been doing towards the end of the season. It was an absolutely brilliant game by the Buffalo Bills offense. They look good. They are the only team in the NFL. Top five, and they're under the top five in scoring offense and defense. You had their, uh, their rankings up. It's four. So they're good. It's the only team that low in the NFL. But then we can talk about quality of competition and things start becoming a little more crystal clear with the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's about taking steps. And it's about Josh Allen. You know, this was a team last year in the Buffalo Bills that took those steps. They make it to Kansas City AFC title game. I'll be honest with you. I've done the Buffalo you know, radio interviews and everything. I said, what happened? Like, what happened to the Buffalo Bills? Who, who's the real Buffalo Bills? Because they've looked great, they've looked bad. And why does this team have six losses? Why are the Buffalo Bills not the one or two seed? After beating the Kansas City Chiefs, they thought they were destined to be the number one or number two seed. But it happened. Tennessee held on to it, despite the injury to Derrick Henry. He was activated today, by the way. So he'll be playing in that game against the Bengals. And if the Chiefs beat the Bills, he'll be playing in that AFC title game, Derrick Henry, which Chiefs saw before. But again, I think it's the revenge tour now. When we talked about the revenge tour earlier this season, it's 100% now. Because Buffalo Bills beat the Chiefs. And then whoever wins the next game, Tennessee or the Cincinnati, Kansas City's got a little payback on those teams as well. Wait wait before you jump. Like the Baltimore Ravens beat the Chiefs and became their Super Bowl. Didn't even make the postseason. Things went bad. Injuries, no team was injured as much as the Baltimore Ravens. But they loved it. Beating the Chiefs was... What people were doing and loving it the middle of the year. Oh, my God, we beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Buffalo had that feeling. Tennessee had that feeling. The Chargers had that feeling. We're talking about good football teams and playoff football teams, except for Baltimore. And then the Bengals beat the Chiefs. And that's good. If you're the Chiefs, that's good. It's a good thing to have where teams feel pride by beating you. But that's what they had. But the Buffalo Bills this year, it's been about inconsistency and taking it personal. Steve Tasker, I'll get to it in a second. He was on with Carrington Harrison the drive today. He was also on with Pete Sweeney and Arrowhead Pride. And I thought this question was interesting. As Steve sat down with, with Pete and was talking about this game, is it personal for Buffalo or not? Well, certainly the Bill. I think, yes, the Bills did put this game um, into their blueprint for what they wanted their team to look like. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they needed to get into Kansas City or have Kansas City come to Buffalo and play this game against them. And they, you got to be built to beat the Chiefs in the AFC these days. Uh, I think it is personal for the Chiefs. They, you know, the loss last year, it's hard to, to put up a season, a 13 and three season, the way they did win two playoff games, go 15 and three on the season and then lose on that last game and not get to the ultimate, the ultimate game. Uh, I think it is personal for a lot of the players. That that, that game really left a scar on them, and, and it should. I mean, the, you lose a big game like that, uh, it's supposed to hurt. And I don't think there's any question that the Bills' front office and their drafting strategy and what they want their team to look like is in at least some measure 
yeah. focused on one to win the AFC East, which they swept a year ago, and two to beat the team that's probably going to be in their way, and that would be the Kansas City Chiefs. You figured there'd be some other teams in there that are going to be very good, but you knew the Chiefs would probably be there, and so you build your team to try and get past those guys. And in this case, you know the Bills obviously have built it. They're going to try and keep up on the scoreboard with them and score some points. They've got the number one scoring defense in the league, which may give them maybe an extra possession. Maybe yeah. maybe they will get an extra third down or, or hold them on an extra third down or two. But this is going to be a game where you got to score points, and, and the Bills are built to do it. Yeah, they're built to do it, but it is personal. I mean, Steve's right. It's personal to the Chiefs. It's personal to the Bills because that regular season matchup doesn't matter. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yay, yay, yay. You know, Josh Allen beat Patrick Mahomes. That happened. Okay, but now you got to beat him in the postseason because you'll see him again. And these games don't strike fear in the Chiefs. They're fearless now that they're playing at home. They're giving up 10 points a game in the last six at home. So I know that towards the end of the year, the last two games didn't tackle well, but for the most part, at home, they've been good. Last six games, 10 points a game. Last 11 games, they're overall road, home, whatever, 16, uh, 16.54 points a game. Really good. They've been number one in the NFL. They led the league in uh, scoring defense the second half of the season. Bills, they got the title for the year, but again, it's what have you done lately? You know, this Bills team was beaten 23-16 to in week one by those Pittsburgh Steelers that you saw last weekend. Then it was about facing Jacoby Brissett and the Dolphins. That was when Tua was out. Then Taylor Heineke, Davis Mills, and then Mahomes. You know, this is a team where Josh Allen... Believe it or not, he had that nice. I mean, it was, he was great last week, 84% completion. But the previous week against the Jets, he was 24 of 45, 53% completion. Not good. The week before against the Falcons, 11 of 26 for 120 yards, three picks, 42% completion percentage. He's been as up and down as what the Buffalo Bills have been. The six losses, again, it doesn't make sense for a team that was ready to take the next step. I think they've widely underachieved considering their schedule and the quarterbacks they've played this season. Yeah, they've fattened up on some bad football teams. And they've even lost to those teams. Lose 9-6 to to Jacksonville when Urban Meyer was still the coach. How the hell does that happen? And then we saw Saturday night. <laughs> they look like world beaters. I don't know who's beating them Saturday night, as good as they were. Seven straight uh, drives with a touchdown. Unbelievable. And then Patrick Mahomes was like, hold my beers. He leads the Chiefs. Second, third quarter there to six straight touchdowns, six straight possessions. And then he goes five touchdowns in 10 minutes and 30 seconds, something the NFL's never seen before in the history of the game. Brady once threw five touchdowns within 25 minutes of game time. Holmes did it in 10 minutes and 30 seconds. It was unreal. And the first meeting ever with two quarterbacks threw five touchdowns the week before. But who are the Buffalo Bills? Because that's been my biggest question. I don't know who they are. We'll talk to Buffalo a couple times tonight. They're pregame and postgame host. And also Mike Danger out in Buffalo as well, because I'm going to get to the bottom of this question. Carrington asked uh, Steve Tasker this, uh, the former Bill, and he does the uh, a lot of uh, Bill stuff as well. Steve Tasker was asked that question about the Bill's inconsistency. Yeah, that's been the, that's been the bugaboo really this season, um, their inconsistency. And that's been the one thing that really – and that's the thing. I mean, you're – I mean – um, this is a team that's like a blocked punt in week one and a slip and fall by Josh Allen on a quarterback sneak against the Titans uh, away from being the number one seed in the conference. I mean, they've got a big engine under the hood. They're a little bit like the Chiefs. And, in fact, you know, it's, it's no secret. I mean, this Bills team 
was built because they're chasing Kansas City. They got it. You know, you feel like when you get in there, if you play a game against Kansas City and Kansas City's clicking, you got to score points with them because you can't keep Pat and Tyreek and Travis off the scoreboard, right? Um, you know, they're just too potent. So you got to build your team to score points, and that's why this team's built the way it is. Uh, but this team, I think this year, unlike last year, uh, they just lacked a little bit of consistency on a week-to-week basis. They went through a stretch a little bit like the Chiefs started out the season. You know, they were 3-4 and four at one point, and the Bills went 3-4 and four during the middle of the season. I think the Bills finally kind of caught lightning in a bottle, got their caught their wind, and started to find out who they really were at about week 16 uh, when they got their offensive line. They had the same offensive line line up for the first time the entire season from week to week, and that seemed to help solidify their run game, gave Josh Allen a little bit of relief from carrying the whole thing on his back, and they played better because of it. The defense always played good all the way through the, from start to finish. But the inconsistency has been the one bugaboo that makes people question as to whether this may is or is not the year the Bills kind of reach the reach the big game. It's the inconsistencies that have been there from the beginning. That's right. The inconsistencies have been there from the beginning, but they're built to stop the Chiefs. It's all they've been hearing. They've been hearing about you know <laughs> trading the Chiefs that went out and got Patrick Mahomes, and then they got Josh Allen. And you know what? Josh Allen's been great. Finished second in the MVP last year. Finished ahead of Patrick Mahomes. But all the love this week, and I've heard it from so many. Bills play an A game, Chiefs play an A game, the Bills win. You know, I've heard that. I'll take Josh Allen over Mahomes. I've heard it. Again, Josh Allen this year, 36 touchdowns, 15 picks. Patrick Mahomes, 37 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Meaning Mahomes has more touchdowns and fewer interceptions than Josh Allen. That's not what a lot of people would want you to believe. Mahomes is thrown for 4,839 yards. Josh Allen, 4,407. But that's not the information they want you to hear. They want you to hear that Josh Allen is a better quarterback this season than Patrick Mahomes. Completing his 63% of his passes is Josh Allen. It's a great quarterback, tremendous quarterback. But then we forget that Patrick Mahomes actually has 3% higher than Josh Allen as far as his completion percentage. But you would never hear that. Josh Allen, 6.8 per. That's the average. All right, they've, 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 they've taken Patrick Mahomes and they've brought it back to him, right, with the two high safeties. Again, Josh Allen average, 6.8. Patrick Mahomes average, 7.4. Hmm, which one's higher? Mahomes. Mahomes has about everything but the rushing yards. Josh Allen has more. I mean, Mahomes is no slouch running the football. Hit 381 yards rushing, 5.8 per. He just didn't need to do it as much as Josh Allen. The running game for Buffalo is fantastic because Josh Allen's their second leading runner. He's tremendous when running the football. But again, I'm hearing all this. All right, this guy's better than Mahomes. You're taking a guy in the Bills, <laughs> taking a Bills team that is the three seed for a reason, whether playing in Arrowhead and not playing in New York. It's a big reason. Because they didn't get the job done against teams they should have gotten the job done. They are the true Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's the Buffalo Bills. Any given Sunday, they can beat you. But look at Josh Allen week after week. It's inconsistencies. Low completion percentage to high completion percentage. The team is loaded. It's ready to go. Who knows what happens on Sunday? I'm just telling you. All these people call Mahomes broke and all this. I even had a guy yesterday on a radio show he did. Asked me about Mahomes' struggles. And I said, dude... He, who was AFC Player of the Month in December? Who, who was that? Oh, Mahomes? Okay. 
The guy that threw for 400 yards and five touchdowns, he now has the record for doing that in the National Football League preseason or postseason over the likes of Manning, Brady, Marino, you name it. Mahomes sits at the top of the list. How do you think that happens? By accident? So I'm tired of people downplaying the role. We'll get to it here in just a second. I'll talk to Buffalo here at uh, 630 with Mike Danger. But just some of the doubt creeping in, and we'll talk about some of the Chiefs, uh, just the impressive numbers a couple Chiefs are putting up next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Big at Night. Chiefs Bills Sunday night. Can't wait. I mean, seriously, it's all we've been waiting for. It's the season beginning now. Actually, it began last week with the postseason, the second season for the Kansas City Chiefs. Some interesting numbers rolling around as well in this game, including how good Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. I mentioned some of the numbers that Patrick Mahomes put up that no one been able to touch. But Travis Kelsey, the eighth player in NFL history to record both 85 receptions in a thousand receiving yards in the postseason. Like that's how's been how good he's been with the lights of the brightest. Travis Kelsey, the first player in NFL history to throw a touchdown, catch touchdown, and have it hundred yards receiving in a playoff game. So you're talking about a guy that shines at the brightest times. That's why I couldn't believe somebody would was hitting our text line last year talking about Travis Kelsey in the postseason not being good, like because he dropped the pass. Like look at his numbers. How about this one? Most one hundred yard receiving games in the playoffs. If I said no one to you, Jerry Rice and Travis Kelsey, most 100 receiving yards in the NFL, how how would you say that gap is? I'm talking about Jerry Rice, top three player in the NFL all time. Uh, I would tell you the gap would be way bigger, but it's not, though. Yeah. And that's the crazy part is that... It's eight for Rice, seven for Kelsey. Exactly. I mean, Kelsey has become the premier and the ideal tight end. And honestly, uh, I mean, I like to kind of make comparisons as to who Kelsey has set a table for. And I would even say like a Kyle Pitts where they're just so much more versatile. They don't just block and they don't, you know, catch little five-yard out passes. They make plays. They go out, they get yards after catch, and they do it all well. It's been amazing to me. I think he's a GOAT. No, he didn't have as many receiving yards as Tony Gonzalez and all that. But what do you do in the postseason? 
Like, that's the part that matters to me. He's been in two straight Super Bowls that even said going back last year, disappointed because they didn't win it. Love the attitude of Travis Kelsey. Uh, Today, uh, Andy Reid was even asked about Kelsey and the whole fact that he's now mentioned with Jerry Rice and some of these stats. Yeah, it's funny because I I remember going to those practices in San Francisco and watching Jerry when he was his first year and all the hype around him. Um, And then him he started off slow and then just, exploded and um in that first year and so um travis has been different nobody really knew him coming in uh he wasn't a first round pick he was a kid out of cincinnati he was a different position he's not really a hyped position per se and but to watch him grow i think has been fun for all of us um and you know wow has he grown I mean, it's it's uh, in a lot of ways. I think you guys know that. I mean, not only as a man, but also as a football player. And uh, you know, just he's a good person. He's a good leader. He's been voted team captain for the playoffs here for the last four years or five years, whatever it is. So, I mean, that that kind of says it all. Yeah, it says it all with Travis Kelsey and just kind of the player that he's become for the Kansas City Chiefs. And to me, he's the greatest of all time. I'm sure you can add in. You know what Sharp is, Shannon Sharp is, because he's got the rings. He's got three of them. He's been good. But you know what? He had three years of 1,000 yards. Craig Olson had uh, three straight years of 1,000 yards. Travis Kelsey uh, went right past that. Six straight years of 1,000 yards. And Jason Witten has done it four times, but not consecutively. Again, Travis Kelsey's done it consecutively. With the thousand yards, yeah, but Greg Olson once did three straight, and Kelsey's on six, man, six straight one thousand yard seasons. That's a mark of consistency. You know, last year he's number two in the NFL in total receiving yards. He was number one in the AFC the year before. But Witten four, Gonzalez four, Sharp with three. You know, some of these best tight ends they don't have the six like Kelsey does, but his are all in a row. And I get it; he's got a ways to go for the total yards, but does it matter? That's the one thing with the Chiefs, and not only that. I mean, listen to this. This is the most pass receptions postseason career. So the most receptions in a career postseason. Kelsey's tied for fifth all-time already. Fifth all-time with 88. The numbers in front of him, Jerry Rice, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, Reggie Wayne, then Travis Kelsey. And Rice is way up there with 151. It's going to take, take a minute to catch him. But Gronk's at 94. But the most receptions postseason career in a tight end, Gronk sits with 94 in 21 games. Travis Kelsey, 88 catches in 13 games. Think of that. 21, 21 games, 94 catches for Gronk, 88 and only 13 games for Travis Kelsey. Like it is unbelievable the kind of numbers that he's putting up. The most receiving touchdowns in the postseason, he's tied for fourth all time. Jerry Rice sits on top, Gronk number two, Stallworth number three. So he is just climbing, and he's going to take down every single number ahead of him. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the fact that he's done all that in that many less games, think about how much experience you can get in the 11-game gap between Gronk and Kelsey. I mean, you can do what Kelsey did in the 11 games, clearly, but I think Kelsey's setting himself into a whole other category by the time he's done. Oh, 100%. And the stuff Mahomes is doing, I mean, the Chiefs are now getting their postseason consistently to start putting these big numbers up, right? In Andy Reid. Andy Reid as well. Do you know he sits fourth all-time in postseason victories? 
He's fifth all-time in, in wins, regular and post, but he's fourth all-time in postseason wins. He just passed Joe Gibbs this past week. The only ones in front of him, Belichick, Landry, Shula. Pretty damn good coaches. Belichick's got 31. Tom Landry, 20. Don Shula, 19. Both those <laughs> incredibly obtainable. He's one and two away from those guys, from Shula and Landry. Probably within a year. Could even happen this year. We don't know the outcome yet. But within the year, next year, it's Belichick and Andy Reid, one and two postseason victories. You kidding me? Good stuff. We're going to go out to the uh, western New York area in Buffalo. Talk to Mike Danger, who covers the Buffalo Bills out there. We'll do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Nolan Brooks uh, with you here. Time to talk. We get some brewery stuff coming up, too. Don't worry about that. 738, three has brewing as uh, Nivens and uh, Rakowski come and join me for that. Looking forward to that. But now it's time to talk Bills and Chiefs with someone from the Buffalo parts, as I do each and every year. I talk to Mike Danger, co-host of Sports Bar, on our sister station, 95.7, the fan in Rochester. See, Mike, I put some respect on that. It didn't call you our little kid station. That's. That's good. I mean, well, you earned it. And by the way, I don't know that we would take that that any kind of disrespect. The way that uh, these two teams have kind of played through the course of the season here on this collision course, heading into Sunday, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a ton of fun, Mike. And uh, here's the thing: as I joined you guys throughout the weekend, and you guys had uh, my guy Alex Gold on earlier this week as well, and we've been doing this a lot. Obviously, the Bills and Chiefs very relevant or relevant between these teams. Relevant, excuse me, between these two teams, it's almost like they play in the same division because you got another game after Week Five when the Bills beat the Chiefs. Were you thinking you're back in the mind? We will probably see this team again, or were you like everybody else said, "Ah, oh, the Chiefs are done." I won't lie to you, Bink. The way the Chiefs looked for a good part of the beginning of the season, I didn't know that they were going to make the postseason. And this is the first time in, what is it, like 25 years that the teams from the previous year's championship game all made the postseason, that every year for the last 25, one of the teams that were in the championship game the year prior didn't make the postseason. And for a while there, I actually had Kansas City as a team that looked like they weren't going to be a postseason team. And I'm sure there were a lot of people in Kansas City for a period of time there, too. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of questions about how that defense played, what's wrong with Mahomes, what's wrong with the Chiefs' offense. And, you know, for the most part here down the stretch, they, they're they starting to look back in the form. But then even last week, and, and you tell me, but I, I imagine that after the first period, the first quarter, I should say, of, of, of that game uh, against the Steelers, that there was still some head scratching going on and some vulnerabilities being shown. Oh, there was some there was some panic, Mike. I sit here with the text line, you know, getting ready for the post game, and I sit here and we have a text line into it. I saw the worries. I saw the worries from fans, like, oh man, they can't play like this and beat Buffalo because Buffalo looked unbeatable Saturday night. And then, as I've said, Patrick Mahomes is like, hold my beer, as he scored six straight touchdown drives. Not only that, Mike, you know, he becomes the first guy in NFL history to have five touchdowns within ten minutes and thirty seconds of game time. Tom Brady's number two. It took 25 minutes of game time for him to hit that. And I, I've heard the Patrick Mahomes thing. We fought this thing a lot, Mike. I mean, a lot of people are like, what's wrong with Mahomes? And you have Ryan Clark on ESPN saying he's broken and all this. And, and then all of a sudden, he's AFC Player of the Month. And then all of a sudden, he scores more points per drive than any other player in the National Football League. And then he's almost at 5,000. He's got fewer interceptions than Josh Allen. Did that whole narrative kind of go away with Mahomes with the, when you see all the efficiency still with the offense? Because a lot of these picks went off the shoulder pads of his receivers. 
I, I tell you what, I, I think that that kind of negative publicity is a great motivator. And I think seeing Mahomes kind of act, you know, accordingly based on what he was hearing earlier this season. And, and for that matter, the Buffalo Bills are no different. And if, if there's a, a difference between this Bills postseason team and last year's Bills postseason team, there's a, a nastiness with these guys in the locker room. There's a, a desire to prove the, the naysayers and the haters wrong. There were a lot of people that thought that this team was washed after they lost to New England uh, that first game, the win game on, on Oh, that the three night. passes? Yeah, the three passes to England yeah, ran. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and they heard that, and there were a lot of people after the the first half of that Tampa Bay game that were they were fed up. It's time this team isn't make you know they make the postseason, but they're not going to go anywhere in the postseason. And, and so I think you know the players hear that noise, and and they they want to earn that respect and know that the only way that they can do it is by winning the whole damn thing. Oh, and no question. You're going to have to go. You're going to have to go through Arrowhead, and and so some of the players for the Bills this week that have, have spoken, and Ryan Bates is is a guy that's been injected into this offensive line here late in the season when Ike Butker went down with a, a torn Achilles season-ending injury. And Ryan Bates has been on the team for a couple of years here. He's kind of like a reserve guy, a guy that you could swing around the line, could play center, could play guard. And he, he's been uh, one of the more vocal uh, players this week, you know, talking about going into Kansas City and punching these guys in the mouth. And, and that's, man, that's uncharacteristic. It's not really what we've been. Bills usually don't give give us that kind of sound, but I think it's a, a telling glimpse into the disrespect that they feel, and they know that if, if they're going to get that respect, they have to earn it. It goes through Arrowhead. No, I love it. I love the attitude. I think it's going to be a good rivalry. I think, I mean, I look at Mahomes and Allen, I think these cats are going to see each other again, and I still keep them as number one and two, and yeah, Lamar Jackson was knocking on that door. Deshaun Watson, we still don't know, because this is a guy that has beaten Mahomes in the past, and he looked like a world beater. The year before he sat out last year, he led the NFL in passing yardage. You know, he's still there. Joe Burrow, I like better than Justin Herbert. I know Justin Herbert got a lot of run this year, and we a lot of talk with him being in the division. But you look at those safeties of Buffalo. You talk about that toughness, Poyer, uh, you know, first-team All-Pro, and you're talking about these teams getting disrespected, not getting the Pro Bowl, but getting named All-Pro like Micah Hyde. But I remember him sitting there that day. You know, when people were asking questions about the defense, you know, here's a team that came in and threw just three passes, the Patriots. And it got me so much, Mike, I even back, went back and looked at that 1974 game where the Bills threw two passes in one game or three passes in one the game. Yeah. Did you ever go back and look at this game? Joe Namath was two, no. of, two, Joe Namath was two of 18, dude. Three picks in that game. But it was in September, and I was like, what was the weather in Buffalo? It wasn't snowing, but it was like really windy. It was like 40 mile an hour winds. It was OJ Simpson, you know, carrying yeah. the uh, bacon for the Bills to get that victory with Joe Ferguson. It was, it was fun to watch it. But back to that disrespect, you know, this does motivate teams. You know, w- when you're told how bad you are, the defense found this too. Everybody's talking about how bad they are and they're historically bad defense. And all of a sudden, through uh, the halfway through point to the season, when Melvin Ingram comes to town, changes the attitude, you start hearing the word toughness and they want to bring it on. And they're screaming at press conferences. And the, the defense was carrying the day. But they've got a bit of an attitude. The Chiefs' offensive line is no longer called finesse. It's called tough and physical and those kind of words. The same, same way I look at the Buffalo Bills. But it's funny how players can just can, can migrate towards that negative energy. As Nick Saban says, rat poison. Yeah. And, and by the way, if you're a Chiefs fan and you want to feel – optimistic about the defense going in uh, to Sunday against the Bills. Go back and watch week one uh, of the Bills versus the Steelers when <laughs> Melvin Ingram was a Steeler, because he was a factor. He was. And I, I anticipate that he'll be a factor again 
on Sunday, I think, between him and Jones being on, on that defensive line and helping out that pass rush that uh, Allen might be uh, on his toes for a good part of Sunday night. Here was, uh, by the way, uh, Chris Jones, uh, Michael, this was uh, this was Chris Jones last week before the Steelers game in the press conference. I think um, I guess. Oh, that wasn't him. Where'd it go? Where's you screaming? Here we go. Chris Jones scream. Here. So that was last week, right? And then this week. Hey, Chris. Uh, same question for me this week as last week, but the crowd always seemed to help you guys last week. What's your message to the to the crowd this Let's week? Let's go! You know my message. Um, he does his, like, a, you know, the X chop and everything else, but he's fired up and ready to go, but he didn't play in that week five matchup. You just bring up Melvin Ingram. Tredavious White was in that game for the Bills, and the secondary's still been fine for the Buffalo Bills. Like, how much are they missing Tredavious White? And how much difference that Week 5 matchup? Because a lot of guys didn't play in that game. Well, this will be a great test, right? I mean, the Bills secondary, they've been tested, but not by the kind of talent that they're going to see on Sunday. They haven't been uh, going up. They haven't gone against a quarterback like Mahomes, Mahomes with Trey White out of the lineup. Um, you know, Zach Wilson is not Patrick Mahomes, right? And they haven't seen a wide receiver uh, with the skill set that Tyreek Hill has since losing Trey White. I mean, this is going to be a test for, for Dane Jackson. This is going to be a test for, for Levi Wallace. Certainly going to be a test for Matt Milano, who wasn't in that first game against the Chiefs in Week 5, and whether or not they had the ability to slow down Travis Kelsey. Um, I, I think the Bills' defense is up for the challenge, um, and as a unit, they've played really, really well, even with Tredavious White out, and, and who knows? I mean, you know, we're not in the locker room like we used to be, right, Think, But yeah, maybe, yeah. That's part of the, maybe that's part of the rallying cry for this defense, that they know that one of their fallen brothers isn't there along for the ride, and they're going to try and you know do something for him, win it all for him. Yeah, and Radio Row's going to be really uh, limited this year. The teams aren't even going to fly in until a couple days before the game. Don't know if you saw that. It's going to be a... Uh... Going to be a different experience if uh, us or you or Tennessee or Cincinnati ends up in the Super Bowl this year. But I, w- I want to kind of go by this too, Mike. Like, like Steve Tasker's come on with a couple of our, our shows, and you know he talked about you know taking it personally last year. They know they need to beat the Chiefs in the postseason. Uh, the Chiefs found this out uh, back in 2019. They lost to both the Texans and the Titans in the regular season. They beat them both in the postseason. So it's kind of a revenge tour of sorts for the Chiefs because the only teams that are left are teams that beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They feel they have something to prove. What does Buffalo feel they have to prove? Because I did not see six losses coming. I like this Bills team. I I like Josh Allen. But I didn't see that Jaguars loss. I didn't see that Colts loss. I didn't see a lot of those. That team Saturday night, no one could beat that team. No, I, I agree, and I think that that's what they're trying to prove now is that and by exercising some of these demons, you know, going into Arrowhead is going to be tough. I think if they had uh, if they had it their way, their, their goal was never to be the three seed. I think they would much rather prefer to have that bye week the way Tennessee did. Um, look, Tennessee, I think, is a team that nobody's really talking about as a one seed that could feel very disrespected going into this weekend. Oh, yeah. All they did, all they did was beat all the teams that are good <laughs> in the AFC, including the Bills and the Chiefs. In back-to-back so, weeks. Yeah, I, and I think they have to, you know, I think the Bills, uh, for, for you know, what they've done here down the stretch in, in terms of what they did to the Patriots and, and what they're hoping that they can do Sunday night, it, it is. It's about exercising the demons. It's about getting over the hump of some of these teams that may have gotten the better of you in the past, remembering how that feeling uh, hit you. We, you know, the, the image of Stephon Diggs at the end of the AFC Championship game, knowing how close they came to making it to the Super Bowl, these are things that, that these players have, have 
stuck it stuck with them throughout the course of the year. You have had setbacks, and there have been moments where they've been vulnerable. Certainly on defense, Jonathan Taylor is is the best running back in the league, and uh, he had his his way with the Bills' defense. They were not prepared for that. Uh, the Tennessee Titans w- was a tough matchup. Uh, Derrick Henry had uh, broke off a big run in that game that turned out to be the difference in that game. The, you know, nobody has an explanation for what happened in Jacksonville. Absolutely nobody. Nobody. Nobody can look at that blemish and say what happened there. Nobody knows. It, it, it's just a bizarre kind of freaky. It was a bizarre freaky kind of afternoon. But um, I think they're trying to make everybody forget about those those lapses through the course of the season and uh, show everybody that, that this is the way to do it. That they're you know they built this team you know five years ago when Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean came in. They brought in guys that that believe in what they're selling and they they created a culture of winning. Ended a long, long playoff drought, and and rather than just make the playoffs, not be satisfied with that, continue to stay hungry, and look to improve year by year. It would be it would be a disappointment if they lost on Sunday. I mean, to, to not get to to where they want to go, where they believe they can go, would be a massive disappointment for this team. Mike, I'll leave you with this, and uh, yeah, my Mike Danger from uh, ESPN Rod or ninety five seven. Uh, in Rochester with uh, Gene Battaglia comes on with us. I love the people in Buffalo and Rochester and all that. It's a great town, great area, great fans. I like it a lot to the Kansas City Chiefs fans, to be honest with you. Uh, but what's going to happen in the front offices? The Chiefs are going to lose a couple people. They, finally, everybody stayed here. Like No one has taken anybody from the Chiefs as well as they've done. Nobody's taken anybody. This looks like the year. Biennemi uh, interviewed today with the Denver Broncos, was finishing that interview up this afternoon. Uh, the Giants... Uh, get the assistant GM from the Bills. It looked like Dayball just finished his interview with the Giants. It is a little weird seeing both the enemy and Dayball interview for jobs right before a game, uh, which sounds I mean, weird. But uh, the Chiefs it, are going to be rated. It looks like the Bills, too. Yeah, it, it looks like, you know, look, hopefully it's not a distraction. And, and both the enemy and Dayball have been through this circus before, so they kind of know what to expect. And in the case of, of the Bills, I mean, Joe Shane getting getting uh, that GM gig in New York is great, and uh, everybody here is really happy for him. And and he will, you know, if, if he's uh, interviewing two two people right off the bat, it will be Dable and Frazier from the Bills staff. And you know, there's a I think a very good chance that Brian Dable. I mean, I could certainly see a scenario where Joe Shane and Brian Dable hitch their wagons together, go to New York, and look like heroes because it can't get much worse. And and furthermore, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see a guy like Mitch Trubisky, who's just been sitting quietly on the bench behind <laughs> behind Josh Allen, who's learned this offense through the course of the season with Brian Dable, go into New York and, and possibly give a little competition to Daniel Jones, or at least, you know, at minimum give competition to Daniel Jones and maybe become a week one starter again. You know what, it's funny, but I don't see either of these teams going anywhere. As long as Mahomes and Allen are with those respective teams, that's what you need in the NFL. So you can lose coordinators and everything else. Unless you have the quarterbacks, you're not going anywhere. The Chiefs and the Bills do. So I don't think anything's going to happen to them. If this is this generation's uh, Brady and, and Manning, I mean, how fortunate are we going to be for the next 10 to 15 years as football fans to be able to see these two guys go head-to-head multiple times a year? It's going to be fantastic. I think it is, Mike. I 100% think it is uh, going to be Mahomes and Allen. This has been a lot of fun. Mike, I appreciate you and everything you do at 95.7 The Fan, our sister station with Gene. I appreciate you coming on and talk with us. We're in for a really good football game Sunday. I got nothing but respect for the Bills, so I'm not going to even talk junk. I can't wait, man. Thank you for having me on, and uh, have a great weekend. All right, thank you there. Thank you there. I just can't do it, Nolan. Like, usually I'm full of junk talk, man. I talk a lot of it. I do. I used to talk to Denver all the time. I've, I've talked with them when I've gone on them. But I just it's hard to do it because I do respect that team. 
And I've been going out, and there's some numbers that don't make any sense. Again, they've, they've disappointed this year from who and what they are. But I love the buildup of the team, the makeup of the team. I like the fan base. I like the jumping on tables. I like all that stuff. The slamming the beers, crushing the head, and jumping. Like, I, that, that's fun. Like, I would, that, if all the places in the NFL I'd want to go see a game, that's it. Because they have passionate fans, man, all like we do here. They like their team. They love their team. It's just like the Chiefs fans. And they've been constantly kicked in the crotch in Buffalo. Constantly. Constantly looking for that uh, ring. It's what we're fortunate to have, too. It's what we're fortunate to have, too, and probably try to build more. I'll bring back something Sean McDermott said last year after the AFC title game and see if that'll carry through this year. We do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And thank you for listening to Pink at Night. We had a question on the text line, but Andy Reid confirmed that Eric Bieniemy did not, but they spelled it completely wrong. Eric Bieniemy, it's Eric Bieniemy, did not interview today, but will be interviewing with the Broncos in the near future. No, he said later today. He said he hadn't done it yet. He would do it later today. If you want uh, accurate information, here it is. Plus, from the official account of the Denver Broncos, their 10th head coaching interview underway with... Eric Bieniemy, that coming straight from the Denver Broncos about two hours from the day. So when I said that Bieniemy had interviewed with the Broncos and Dable with the Giants, I wasn't spitting something out there to see if it's stuck on the wall. I was giving you facts. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Sean McDermott said something after the AFC title game last year when the Bills played the Kansas City Chiefs. 
And I thought it was kind of interesting, kind of his mindset of what the Buffalo Bills are. You know, sometimes the further you go, the harder it is to, to lose. And at the end of the day, this is our measuring stick. You know, if you, if you lose in the AFC Championship game, uh, that's the team we got to beat. Uh, and, uh, and so we've got to do everything with that in mind this offseason. Do everything you can this offseason to get back to here to face the Chiefs. I Listen, they're doing the right thing. You go outside the division because at that point it looked like they were going to roll through the division, but then they did win the division this year, but then all of a sudden the Patriots are much better than I think they expected. The Dolphins had won 10 games the year before, and they went on a seven-game winning streak this year, ended up with nine wins, fired their coach. I maybe thought they were up and coming, but they identified the Chiefs. And they said the Chiefs are the team to beat. You've got to find a way to beat the Chiefs before we go forward. And that's what the Chiefs did with the Patriots. The Patriots rolling around. It was about beating the New England Patriots. Okay, Spags, he stopped that undefeated season with the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Let's bring him in. Let's turn this thing around. He knows how to beat the Patriots. And the Chiefs looked, because they were killing this division. And they, they still have done it. Six straight years of beating this division. Beating the hell out of it. Eddie Reed 36-6 and six against this division since 2015. Not a threat, the AFC West. Who out there is the threat for the Kansas City Chiefs to beat? And now teams are looking at the Chiefs like the Chiefs and other teams used to look at the Patriots. Like how we got knocked off that team. That's what, that's what Denver's doing now in their 10th head coaching uh, interview today. They want to figure it out because they don't have the quarterback, and that quarterback doesn't really exist in this year's draft. What are you going to do? And I don't know where the free agent quarterbacks are going to go. I mean, you try to get Russell Wilson in? I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. He seems quite content with where he's at, even getting along, singing Kumbaya with the Gutenkust, their, their general manager at this point. Getting along with him, fine. Sean Watson, we don't know what his situation is going to be. We have no idea. He missed a year of football anyway, so we don't know that situation. But who's going to be that for Denver? Better find a good head coach. Better find a guy that can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. That's why the Eric Bieniemy uh, coaching search uh, was perfect. Absolutely perfect for the Denver Broncos because that should be the guy that they want to find. Think all the intel he's got. He's been with Andy Reid. He played for Andy Reid. He's been with Andy Reid since 2013, day one, up at training camp. He's been with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been the offensive coordinator, and I get it. Andy Reid calls a lot of the plays, but he's been here, and he's seen Mahomes day in and day out. He knows what makes him work, knows what doesn't make him work. He knows everything. To me, that's the answer for the Denver Broncos going with the enemy. We'll see what they do. The Raiders made the postseason, and again, how they do that, I don't know. With magic, but they did. They still made it, and Derek Carr's their quarterback. So who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? But Justin Herbert and the Chargers seem to be fine. Although it's two straight years that Herbert's been in the league and hasn't made the postseason. So we'll see what happens uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. But coming up next, Nate Geary, Buffalo Bills pre and halftime host at WGR, the home of the Bills. We talk to him next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.